for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have uh, Brian Reams. Brian Ream from Rooftops. I don't know why I keep wanting to put an S on things that don't need an S. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going today, man? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. So, originally, we were supposed to have you on last night, but Texas has crazy allergies and I'm still, I've been here about a year. I'm still not used to it. So yeah. yesterday I was just like, oh, it sucks. But uh, luckily yeah. we were able to get you pushed in for tonight. And uh, I'm really excited to talk to you, man. Um, yeah. So for the people that are just, uh, that are tuning in, that are just learning about you, getting to know you, um, what, what's kind of your background? Who are you? Um, what got you into music? That sort of thing. So yeah, uh, I'm Brian. I, uh, I've been playing music professionally for five or six years now, since I was uh, 16. Um, and yeah, just uh, playing in bands and stuff. I play in a couple bands right now. My main project right now is Rooftops. I also play for another artist named Frankie Soleil, and she's also like an alternative rock kind of artist. And then uh, I also play for a country artist named Jacob Lonis. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so wh- where'd you uh, pick up music? Who introduced you to music originally? Um, I, I've always been surrounded by music, not musicians, but surrounded by music. Like my mom had me grow up on like the Beatles and stuff like that. So like that was a major influence growing up. And um, I started playing guitar when I was 10 and uh, have very much been playing ever since. Awesome. Awesome. And so you grew up in Cleveland. Um, Actually, we had a band. Their lead singer was from Cleveland a couple days ago, which is kind of interesting. I went from not having anybody from Cleveland on the podcast to two in a week. That's that's funny (laughs) and kind of interesting. Um, So... You're and you're where are you at now? Are you still in Cleveland? Uh, or are I mean, you in? no, I've been in Columbus for the past moved here in 2006, so okay. for a while now, okay. most of my life. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so you're just kind of working between a few different bands, but Rooftops is kind of your your project, correct? Yeah, yeah, Ro- Rooftops is my project. Um, it's only really been a thing now since November. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that it's only been a thing from November and you get dropped a single or dropped two singles already. And you yeah. Got one on the way. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so rooftops has been my main thing right now, just because with shows not really being able to happen, uh, just writing and recording that stuff. And mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping with the, with the country band that I'm in, we were in Ohio, they're letting bar gigs happen. And we're, that's the majority of the stuff with that. So like we were doing shows post shutdown. Um, but he actually just had a baby like three months ago, I think. So that's kind of taken a little hit, but I'm hope hopefully we're going to be get, getting back to that. And in, in the next coming months. Yeah. Has there been any shows happening at all or are you guys uh, like what's kind of the feel and vibe in ohio at this moment i think well there was outdoor shows starting to happen kind kind of like like all separate and stuff but then there's one venue here in columbus that has been doing just like low capacity shows but they're like a five or six hundred person venue okay and i think it's like weeknight stuff to begin with so it's not anything crazy and other than that, I think one original band that was like, those are like DJ sets. And I, I've only seen one set done by an original band. 
that was like inside in a venue with limited capacity, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, that same band is about to do another show. Um, but I think right now, really, it's just, it's not, it's partially the venues, but it's the promotion comp, the promoters that aren't doing the shows. Mm. Gotcha. So, and gotcha. some of the venues here in Columbus are owned by the promoters. Like one venue that I've played a lot at, like the only shows that happen at that venue are done by this one promoter because the promoter owns the venue. Oh, wow. Um, gotcha. So, it, yeah. So it's just, it's kind of like a, almost like a venue by venue situation. If they're willing to almost, I guess, take the risk to having a show there or not. And, if they're going to get backlash or not, I I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So rooftops has been together since about November. Um, What's the current makeup of the band right now? Well, technically it's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like on the recordings, I do everything other than um, other than drums. Mm -hmm. Drums is done by buddy of mine, Mark. He, he, he is going to be playing with me live also mm. possibly join the band later on. It's just kind of was kind of roll with the punches with that. Gotcha. So basically the, the whole plan is for it to be a solo thing until shows start happening. And then you'll kind of figure out the actual configuration of everything. Yeah. The, the original plan was for it to be a duo, mm. but then it went down to solo, but then hopefully in the future it will be duo. Gotcha. But, uh, so yeah. like a 21 pilots type of thing going on or kind of kind of a just different genre. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. So like we had mentioned already and talked about, um, you just released a new single back in December. Well, technically you've released two singles, December, yeah. November. Um, what's kind of went into the process of selecting these two songs that you uh, led off with for rooftops? Well, so these first two songs and the song that's about to be about to be released on the 29th, these three songs were, I wasn't planning on starting a band Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I wrote these songs, all three of these songs in a week time span um i wrote them i was like well if i'm writing these songs and they're turning out somewhat decent (laughs) um to just start a project with it and Mm -hmm. just kind of see where it goes i um it was never really my intention to start a band Mm -hmm. but these three songs all kind of talked about or all kind of talk about major moments in my life that happened in this past year um mostly with losing losing a couple friendships and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh but yeah so it was never really i i didn't like actively seek out starting a band or anything like that it just kind of happened and i i told myself i was like okay if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna kind of go like all in with it so like yeah. i hired a promoter or not promoter i hired a marketing person to yeah. help me with the first release and all that and yeah because, you know, I was just look, like, because you know how Spotify will give you roughly how many plays that the songs have. And I'm looking at it and I'm yeah. like, for this being your first two songs, these are numbers that people that are, are like two albums deep are still. Yeah, <laughs> So I know it, it's, it's, it's really unexpected. Like, mm-hmm. um. I, I've, I've learned a lot, like I learned a lot from working with the marketing person but also this is i've i had a bunch of experience with releasing music with my high school band and then with frankie like i'm i'm part of all like releasing all the music for that um so i've learned for multiple years now what's what to do and what not to do and i Mm -hmm. think now i've like finally figured it out and just like with like with advertisements on instagram and facebook and reaching out to playlist owners and all that. And that that's really the big thing because like right now, other than the U S of course, like my second biggest country is Israel. Mm -hmm. Never done advertising in Israel. Uh, I think it's all just because of this one playlist I got put onto. Nice. And I have like 500 listeners there or something like that. 
That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, and it's all about playlist placement, like who wears the playlist based out of who's their listening fan base. So that makes perfect sense, you know? Yeah. Because like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because I know for like the podcast, I got listed on one playlist and now, or at least for 2020, like 35% of our listenership came from France, which was really Mm -hmm. interesting. I'd never promoted anything in France and so yeah yeah no i think one of the playlists i got onto is um based out of england and it's mm-hmm. like right now my biggest city is london nice and uh, yeah so i what i need to do is i need to find some more playlists in um in the u.s <laughs> i got you. just because like right now i'm almost bigger outside of the u.s than in the u.s and it's like i haven't even played a show yet <laughs> i got you well to to help even that out, like I don't know how much of a U.S. audience we have on our Spotify playlist, uh, but I did add your song. Uh, I did add, um, oh, what song did I put on? Um, Queen City. There it is. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. I put Queen City on our playlist. Uh, it, we're still growing it. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, what's something that we do to help bands and musicians make money i was like oh let's start a playlist because it's like literally i just got to update it once a month and we're yeah you know yeah thank Um, you for that so hopefully it helps hopefully it helps broaden your u.s listenership but yeah like yourself like i mean yeah we have a following in the u.s but our following is much stronger in the uk and australia yeah but, so hey, the listeners of listen, I don't care where you are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So for these two songs and then the third one that's dropping, um, so it's Queen City and Falling are the two songs that are out now, just for clarification. And we're not yeah. calling it this song and that song. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it is the hope and like I mean, obviously, since everything's still kind of new and sporadic do you, are you looking at just staying doing the singles or do you have hopes and aspirations of like a full body of work like an ep lp what's kind of the plan possibly i it's really the thing of i i want to kind of stay consistent with releasing stuff so and because i i just don't want to release a couple songs and wait five months or six months however long it will take to write record all that a bunch of new material i've the plan so the plan right now is just to do singles i have a couple other songs i'm writing right now that that are also planned to be singles Mm -hmm. um i've thought about maybe if like for the sake of people wanting to buy a cd still if they want to do that too for live shows um like have like a ep or an album yeah. with all the songs on it but just not release it on spotify or anything like that just like yeah. something like exclusive for live shows yeah and actually that kind of speaks to a theory that i've come up with of using spotify to promote singles but not give away your albums because mm-hmm. that's kind of essentially what you're doing and like since albums work better anyways at shows when you're playing live shows it's like okay you can use your lead singles to promote on Spotify, grab their attention. It's like, Oh, I like these two songs. I want to hear what else he's got, you know? And yeah, yeah. that, that could be interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. Huh. It's, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, cause somebody asked me about a month or so ago, how do, how do they make a, how does, how do musicians make money these days? And I had to really sit down and think about it. It's like, unless you're just got your hands in so many different pots, it's really hard to make money or unless you're getting millions and millions of views. Exactly. Yeah. It's really, it's just ticket sales and merchandise sales are the biggest things. And then I'd say it's 80% tickets and merchandise sales and 20% streaming. Yeah. It's like the income for musicians. Yeah. Well, like the one thing that people are neglecting and I didn't know it until we started working on this uh, radio project. I was talking to my sound engineer, Jeff, and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, I'm surprised that musicians aren't pushing to get on radio more because like the royalty payout is 
20 times better than like, so one song plays on the radio, you get paid out 20 times better than you would by once one stream on Spotify. And it's like, okay, well let's look into that and use that as our sales pitch. Yeah. Whatever. I actually, I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know the payout for, um, for like the radio was that high. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I, it, it also like, cause I was, I, I do a morning AMA thing. So people submit questions and whatnot. And actually the question mm-hmm. this morning was about radio payout, radio royalty payout. And, um, I had to do some research cause I was like, well, how do they figure what it is? And it takes into consideration, like what time of day the song was played. If it's a high traffic day, um, what mm-hmm. market you're in. So like in, Montana you're probably not going to get paid as much as you would in like New York or something but still yeah you know so it takes into consideration a bunch of different things but like Hmm. at least at least there's something there and it's not all yeah every dollar counts yeah um but yeah that's that's really interesting yeah I think I was gonna say, I think I think a big thing with people not pushing to get on radio is personally the only time I listen to radio is when I'm at work, only because I can't have Spotify. Uh, so that that's why I I don't know many people that listen to the radio. Yeah. Well, and I think it, that's just a matter of the radio needing to evolve and figure it's figure out how to make adapt to the mobile environment. And I think that's where yeah. like people like, or companies like iHeart and stuff like that, that have like the mobile app that can compete with Spotify. I think yeah. that's where their play is and needs to be Yeah, because I don't I see, I don't see Spotify being an audio platform for very much longer, but that's, don't think so. that's hmm. I think they're getting ready to move into like videos. Like if you notice uh, that they're like, even with yeah. like, the Joe Rogan thing. I think they're getting ready to move into video. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, so radio is really interesting right now, and I'm really intrigued to see how our new. Uh, radio program helps our brand and helps independent musicians and yeah. i will definitely be bringing queen city to the table next when we do our next batch of recording so i'm, I'm excited awesome. thank you react um so you're 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 still kind of formulating how you're going to navigate with rooftops and what you're what the ultimate goal with the band is um what is like with it being a do you or do you find it hard to promote music for a band that nobody's ever heard play live yes okay. <laughs> well uh, well yes and no because okay. there's so, there's so much done like there's so much or like there's so much marketing when it comes to like instagram and facebook and all that it's really easy to push it out to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I think to gain a bigger audience or to gain a more connected audience, mm-hmm. to see that live show played, to meet them in person, I think it's easier to grow a more dedicated fan base from live shows. Like I- you, you, you can get the numbers on Spotify but it's like, okay, are those people going to come back? Are they going to share you with their friends? And I think that's easier to get that connection with people in a live setting. Yeah. And I, I think that's, it, it's just creating that authentic connection is easier in person. And that's what people br- keeps bringing people back where it's like, yo, I saw them at the kitchen spot. All right, I don't know. I'm making, yeah, yeah, up, you know, like whatever local venue. And afterwards I got to talk to Brian, you know, and we talked about how we thought the Cleveland, we didn't expect the Cleveland Browns to be in the playoff, you know, like whatever it yeah. was. 
So, yeah. you know, like just creating that connection is what will keep bringing bands back. And, you know, being that we're in a pandemic and you can't really do that, it's like you got to find new ways to create those connections. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've been I've been trying to do stuff like that, like um, on on Instagram, I incentivize uh, like if you pre-save our song and like share it and stuff, I started a close friend story. Mm-hmm. Um, so there I'm doing like, yeah, I'm, I'm posting stuff on like the regular stories, but like I've been doing more behind the scenes stuff on there. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know if you saw, but I record myself playing Queen City in the shower I didn't see uh, this. You didn't? Okay. I don't know. Well, I was like posting about it the night before while I was like recording it and stuff like that. Okay. So it's like finding out about stuff beforehand and um, also j- just more behind the scenes stuff like that and stuff in the studio. And Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's really like, the, the yeah, that's really cool. I was going to say something really weird, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold <laughs> myself back. Um, so yeah, like I mean, that's all important, and I think that's like the uh, um, great thing about Instagram is you can do stuff like that and put out stories. And I, I'm starting to think we haven't even seen the full capabilities of what Instagram can bring to the music business. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, but so you got. Uh, for, so for this new song, have you officially announced a release date or any information on it yet? Or Yeah, so um, it's coming out the 29th, so okay. in two weeks from now. Um, it's available for, for pre-save now on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Um, and the link for that is in the rooftops, bios, and stuff like that on uh, Instagram. I realized while we were starting this that I haven't posted about it on Facebook yet, so I need, I, I'm going to do that after we're done. But um, but yeah, the the link will be on our Facebook page and all that. And gotcha. And now that I actually looked at, because usually I only go to Instagram for to see, just like funny pictures or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's sitting right there. That just yeah. shows me I need to stop using uh, stop using Facebook as my main source of research. How about that? Yeah, no, to, I've like Facebook is a good platform to have. But my main focus when it comes to social media is Instagram. I think it's easier to grow, to connect with people on there and to um, to grow an audience, especially in the demographic that Rooftop should be in. Yeah. And actually, funny story, if you like Instagram, I like I'm not even trying to push TikTok that hard. Like every once in a while, I'll throw up a video, but... Mm-hmm just like the natural growth on TikTok right now is really interesting. Like just, yeah, just throwing out like, like this interview, I will take, I will find one just random clip, throw it up Mm -hmm. on TikTok. And like, I mean, we're not talking crazy numbers, but you know, like 400, 500 views, like that's not terrible. So. No, yeah, totally. I I've actually been meaning to start a rooftops TikTok because, um, I've seen a lot of people get lots of traction on there, like for bands and stuff like that. Um, my friend actually made a TikTok about me um, and it like got pretty viral. I think it's around like 500,000 views or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, a couple months ago, my car got stolen. Okay. And when we got it and he took me to go pick it up from they, the cops found it and uh, he took me to go pick it up. And when I got it, it was just, filled with a bunch of stuff so much a bunch of random stuff like we found a phone in there there was a lawnmower in the trunk <laughs> like but he he took a video of me like going through all this stuff and like my like first reaction to seeing everything and uh it was like a three or four part series or whatever and um like the first one got like 450 to 500,000 views the second one got like 100,000 views wow That's... It, it was crazy yeah, yeah. It's like, like, what was the weirdest thing you found in there in your car when you? Oh, definitely the lawnmower. Okay. Yeah, oh, like, the last thing I expected, like my my golf clubs were in the trunk and those <laughs> got taken. But the last thing I was expecting was to open up and find a lawnmower. Uh, 
we found a phone in there. I got it back to the person that same day, which was pretty cool. Uh, there's a bunch of stolen stuff. There's money from Europe. There's money from Dubai. Okay. There is money from England. So obviously, whoever the person was that stole it was very well traveled. I guess so. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we found lottery tickets in there. They're like, there's a bunch of stuff. Clothes, like brand new shoes that were probably stolen. and it, it, it becomes that one thing. It's like, okay, so do we take this stuff and try and sell it or what do we what do we do with this you know yeah i i i did contact the police to come pick it up just because i didn't want to get caught in anything with uh what like was stolen property or anything like that but uh someone commented on that tiktok they're like those boots that are in the front seat they were uh timberland supreme collab boots which i didn't know and they're worth like five or six hundred dollars or something like that. Oh wow! I was like, well, I wish I knew about that because then those boots would have been mine. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, but this it, it's one it's really one of those things where if you would have tried to keep them or sell them, you'd have probably gotten fingered and caught. And yeah, I I, I just didn't want to risk it with anything. It's yeah. like I'm lucky enough to get my car back, and it wasn't damaged or anything. Okay. I, that was going to be my next question: was the car damaged? No, yeah, it, it other than it smelled like cigarettes on the inside and stuff, but other than that, I cleaned it out and it's it was good, it was perfectly fine. Yeah, you thinking about uh turning that one into a song? I, I don't know. I, I, if if I were, it would have to come like naturally. I, c- I couldn't force anything like that. Like, my, my friend was joking, like, Toy on Pilots, I have the song Car Radio. And like he talks about how his car radio got stolen. He was like, dude, you just had your, you, just, you lost your whole car. Like you got a whole car to talk about now. <laughs> yeah. You got a whole bunch of experiences off of that. Yeah. One. Good. Oh, um, yeah. so I, I jokingly brought up the Cleveland Browns, but are you a Cleveland Browns fan? Are, do you watch football? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, uh, being from Cleveland, I'm, legally obligated to be a browns fan but this year i'm actually happy about it yeah it's what well i mean it i always remember like just how bad they always were and then there was like a couple of years where they started growing and you thought they were going to be really good and then was yeah. it johnny manzel or whatever it is just like okay cool cool and then it's like nope and then this year it's just like man good for them it, I'm glad. Dude, it's in, it's insane. I, w- I was watching the game last week uh, over at my buddy's house, and his whole family are Steelers fans. Yeah. And it was the best night of my life. Nice. Watching that game. Nice. I mean, you've got to be a real fan of football to, to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Like, you just got to yeah. love the game because I'm sure yeah. there some, <laughs> I'm sure there were some times where it's like, what are we doing here? Like during yeah. the, uh, what was it, three seasons where you guys only won like two games or something? Was yeah, it? and then there's the then there's the one year of zero oh, and sixteen and yeah, it uh, it it was not fun. And fortunately, every Browns game that I've been to, they they've won. Nice. So I think that means I just have to go to every game. You got to get yourself <laughs> season tickets. Yeah, I know. My my family used to or my my aunt and that side of the family used to have season tickets, but once they got like really bad, they got rid of them. And uh, I bet they wish they had them now. Well, I guess maybe not now just because COVID, but, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, like I said, I'm happy for, you know, like I'm glad the, uh, uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. still on the team or is he not? I, I think he got, I think he's still on the team. He's just not, I think he got released for the rest of the season or something. Probably, I think it was an injury. It's okay. like, I'm a fan of them, but it's like, I don't like keep up to date with every single okay. thing gotcha. that happens. Good. But, um, gotcha. But yeah, cool. they're doing, they're, they're doing great. Yeah. And I mean, uh, who do they got tomorrow? Uh, the chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Already given up. Like I mean, uh, I had to watch no, my I, I had to I, watch I, my Bears just like not show up last week, and it's like yeah, no, I I I know I can't give up. Like there's so many crazy things that have happened this year. Like you never know. 
Yeah. Right, but I mean, statistic, but statistically, like, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Kansas City, the defending champs, and you just don't know. But like the Steelers beating the Steelers was a big upset. Imagine that upset. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because I, like, I remember, <laughs> what, I didn't watch the game, but afterwards, I went and looked at the uh, like the stats and whatnot, and I'm like looking at Ben Roethlisberger's stats, and I'm like. He threw for 500 yards with four touchdowns, and then he had like four interceptions. And I'm like, did Ben Roethlisberger win, keep them in the game, but still lose it for him at the same time? Or like, what yeah, happened here? I, like, that was. Well, it was all. It was, I think the the biggest thing was the first quarter. Like, there's the Browns got four touchdowns and in, in the first quarter. I think that that really affected them. And yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Not to turn this into the football podcast, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I was, I was just sitting there. I was like, Cleveland in the playoffs, we got to touch on it, you know? Yeah. So, but so you got a new single dropping at the end of the month. What, what's kind of going through your mind right now as you prepare for the release of the sing- the newest single? Really just, uh, pushing it to people that i know personally and getting their friends to to pre-save it and all that um but yeah just really pushing that pre-save and then like a week out uh do paid advertisement Mm. um on instagram and to try to get to get more of that audience um do you have any uh do you have any plans of doing like uh like visual components with these like music videos or is it just kind of doing the music thing right now I, I've wanted to do music videos. I've had plans like the first song we talked about doing a music video, but it never really worked out mm-hmm. for Queen City. I have a music video idea. It's just getting it to all work out. Like I want to go and rent this one Airbnb in Cincinnati, but hope right. just trying to figure out, okay, are we actually going to have to rent that Airbnb or can we like rent it for half the price if we're only going to be there during the day? Um like usually just talk to the people in the like i mean the the one thing that i learned is it's all pen depending on the person because like i when i the first time i went to nashville we did Mm -hmm. a bunch of acoustic sessions and i was like well i'll just get an airbnb i'll rent it for two days and we'll do the setup and all that stuff yeah and it was fine. I told them what I wanted to do and they were cool with it. And I was like, mm-hmm. so the next time I went to Nashville, I pretty much did the same thing, except I went to it. I was going to go to a different Airbnb because the one that I had originally went to, they started getting a little, a little in themselves and jacked up the prices on me. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah. And I went to this other guy. He had a really cool like camper deal that was out in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. you know just like it would have been a really cool aesthetic and he was like yeah it's 200 for each night you want to be there plus i'm going to charge you an extra 500 a day to shoot Jeez. there and i'm like really you're really yeah. gonna you really want to go there yeah and so that, then, that's ridiculous yeah and so it I, was one of those things I feel like this that would be more common for something like Nashville, just because there is so much stuff with entertainment. Like it's probably the same with LA and all that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I get it, but yeah, it's like, if you want to charge me $500 for like just the night, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. But like, you're going to charge me to stay there at night. Plus you're going to tack on an extra, fee no get out of here you're yeah yeah i think i think they're seeing it as like oh you're monetizing off of their yeah property or whatever so i that's the only reason why i think people would want to do that yeah i gotcha um so you're working on working out the logistics of a music video for queen city and hopefully that'll all work out yeah hopefully Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you have any thoughts about for the uh, new single? Uh, I want to know. Yeah. I I've thought about a couple things. It's a super, it's a simple song. Mm-hmm. It's the, I've, um, it's like a indie folk song, which is different than all the other stuff, but 
I guess that shows the the range of my songwriting ability, I guess. Um, which is interesting, but yeah, I think with it being a simpler song like that, it can be a simpler music video. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm hope I'm hoping at some point, like, uh, I've my my like best friend. He's uh, going to school for film, so him and I are always like bouncing ideas for like music videos off each other, and hopefully one day we'll just like figure out something and just go out and shoot it and hopefully get it done within a day. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, th- those are always the best music videos, like the just the simple ones. You go do it, come back. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, outside of music, what's kind of your thing? What do you do outside of music? I'm really, just hanging out with friends. Like, I, music consumes the majority of my life. Like, I have a day job too, but it's like when I'm not working there, I'm either here working on rooftop stuff or just. Uh, I also do like recording and all that mm-hmm. in my studio here. So I'm either dealing with rooftops that or any other music project that I'm yeah. working on or yeah. a part of, which hopefully that doesn't lead me to a major burnout, but I'm, I've been doing pretty good recently. So yeah, yeah you, you got to kind of find your medium and know like, Hey, I need to take this week off and don't be afraid to just go and cancel everything for that week yeah because that's one thing i had to learn the hard way like really learn the hard way so yeah my my big thing is making sure to take time or making sure to spend time with friends and just getting out of the house Mm -hmm. um and uh, oh i i try not to do other than shows of course uh but like anything like recording like that Mm -hmm. i try to focus towards the weekday just mm-hmm. so I can have my weekends and still live somewhat of a normal life. But sometimes it doesn't always work out like that. Yeah, I got you. I just have, if working with other people's schedules and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, what's your day job, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I drive a forklift okay. at a, in a warehouse. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say like what company it's for. Yeah, I got you. I, I, will yeah, put, but, I got you. That's cool. Yeah. At least it's something different outside of the music business and it's not a hundred percent music all the time where you're yeah. just constantly doing different things. So Yeah, it's nice, but also like I would quit that job in a heartbeat. Like to to do music full time. Yeah. It's just the con- the consistency right now just isn't there. Well, at least I guess the better way to phrase what I was getting at was at least you're not putting all your creative energy on somebody else's profit margins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of gives you a minute, even though it's like a very physically intense job, you're still able to turn that part of that creative part of your brain off. So, yeah. But well, even then, like I've actually, there's been some songs that I've come up with that I write in my head. Mm Mm-hmm while I'm driving the forklift just because it's so monotonous sometimes. So it's like, I'll get something stuck in my head and I'll have to sing it and we don't have our phones in the warehouse. So I'll have to sing it to myself for like, I think the longest I've gone is like an hour and a half, just looping the same thing in my head, just so I won't forget. So then I can go out to my car on break to then record it into my phone. Just, just to keep that idea. That's when you keep a nice little pen and pad in your pocket and just, yeah it, well yeah I, I do that with words i write stuff down on post notes all the time but uh it's melodies uh-huh. that's the big thing is being able to remember the melody gotcha gotcha yeah that's, funny. that's still I, I guess that kind of answers my next question about your creative process and uh what kind of writer are you um do you find during covid you've been a lot more structured with your writing like are are you the type of writer that okay, I'm only free from 7 to 11 tonight. That's when I can be creative. Or are you, like, are you more mm. freelance with it? What's kind of your style? It it kind of just hits me whenever. Mm. Like, I can't sit, I can't just sit down and write something. Um, if I have an idea already started, I can, use, I can build off that pretty easily. But if I'm like trying to just sit there, a lot of it starts with, uh, just messing around on a guitar mm-hmm. or if I find something cool with like a synth or something, but really it's like a lot of the writing happens at like 
one or two in the morning gotcha. where it's I'm just sitting there messing around and something hits me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if I was going to ask you this question, but somebody asked in the uh, chat, uh, what's up with the uh, moon, the phases of the moons behind you? Is that? Oh, that's just a tapestry. I, uh, I put, there's a moving blanket behind it. Okay. To help with like sound. Um, gotcha. To help with sound and all that. So, so it's, it's just something just to cover a, that a up. room dampener to dampen the room. Yeah. 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 Just with that whole wall, uh, big flat surface with the monitors and stuff. I, I want to get some sort of like diffuser or something to put back there at some yeah. point. Um, it's just, it's not really necessary and they're expensive. Yeah, I got you. It's, uh, I, you know, do what you can with what yeah. you can, pretty much, yeah. essentially. Um, so obviously pandemic going on, we don't really have any shows on the foreseeable horizon um have you been experimenting or doing any of like the virtual shows or has that not really been a thing for you i have i have with another project and tech with with rooftops we did a battle of the bands at ohio university with their radio station mm -hmm. uh where we played and they like filmed it but i wouldn't consider that like a live stream thing um and we just did that one to get our name down there in ou but also for uh to start a good relationship with the radio station because they put on shows down there oh, wow. um but no i i told myself from the beginning even if it takes up to a year i don't want to do um i don't want to do a live stream show only because me live music is such a big important part of my life either playing or even from the production standpoint, like even before the pandemic, I worked for a production company. I was, I was working with a lot of cool bands doing that. And it's just live music is so important and being able to connect with the audience. I yeah. didn't want that first experience to be through a screen. Yeah. And run the risk of the sound not being exactly what you wanted or, you know, depending, like, I mean, the fact yeah. that you have, um, like knowledge on how to set it all up. That's a huge step, but that doesn't mean the person on the other side has everything yeah, yeah. you need to make it sound as great as it can. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just with live music being such a big part of my life and important to me, I'm willing to wait. Also finish songs wise. I don't have enough songs to do an entire set yet. So okay. that that's another reason why. Yeah. I mean, three songs is only going to get you so far, right? Unless yeah. you go into the cover song realm. Like, yeah. Nah, I, I don't really want to do that. You know, that, that's always kind of been the interest, interesting conversation I've had with people is how uh, somebody a while back asked me how they go out and do live shows when they have only got two songs in the in their pocket. It's like, well, either get really good at making things up or just go do open mics until you got a yeah that, or you know whatever it is so that's pretty much it because the at least in columbus the promoters don't like it like if you do one cover song that's fine but the promoters really don't like it if you're doing cover songs okay at, at least at least here yeah as the primary source of yeah like yeah if you're if you were to show up and play like all cover songs like you would not work with that promoter again really that's interesting because usually like bars and stuff prefer the cover songs because it's stuff people knows or know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if everything's being ran by the promoters in Columbus. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not the bar. Like in the country band that I'm playing, we play three hour sets. So yes, we do play cover songs. We play like yeah. 45 songs. Um, but no, when it comes to, when it comes to original music, it's all pretty much all original. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. You know, it's it's just kind of fun finding the feel and mm -hmm. doing your thing. Um, yeah. Where's uh, one place that you'd really like to play that you haven't yet? And it could be in, like any in general anywhere, not necessarily in Columbus. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah. In, in Columbus, like venues wise, there's a venue called the Newport mm -hmm. uh, Music Hall. It's the like the longest running rock club in the U.S. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's on Ohio State's campus, and, like, the Foo Fires have played there, Tom Petty, like, literally everyone has played there. 
um that that's a really cool venue but like i've done one i've done one tour before so i've i've played in chicago i've played in a couple areas of michigan i've played in indiana all over ohio um i've played in pittsburgh before but really just to like like really travel somewhere yeah like to the other side of the country and to be able to like perform in front of a crowd of people that that would be crazy like new york or or la or somewhere in florida or texas or some something like that i don't know and it almost doesn't even matter like which with with which project just getting on yeah just yeah because that, that's a big thing is like my main focus when it when it comes to music it's not the recording side it's just playing live like i've always wanted to be like a hired gun musician to like go play for an artist mm-hmm. um and just, just go on because, just jump on random people's tours as like a guitarist it, or, yeah. it, exactly yeah just because i love traveling and music hopefully will some someday give me that opportunity to like really like travel the country or the world Mm. playing music and getting paid to travel gotcha gotcha awesome yeah well i don't want to i want to be respectful of your time and i don't want to take up too much more of your time tonight yeah tonight yeah tonight yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like wait it's dark out but it doesn't feel like it's night but i don't even know like the whole concept of time is just yeah not here anymore it's like because where i live like i live down in a dry riverbed so i don't get that mm-hmm. much sunlight down here anyways so it'll be like yeah. midday and unless i got my windows like wide open it's like oh it pretty much stays the same brightness so yeah it's no, it, i one one thing i learned recently which really bothers me and this involves times arizona doesn't do daylight savings time so yeah. like how does that work what time is it there? It's <laughs> so what happens is right now they are in the mountain time zone. Yeah. So they're so, already an so hour behind you. Yeah. The, yeah. They're an hour behind me. And then during summertime, that time, they are in technically in Pacific Standard Time, but it's like their own thing it's like it's pacific standard time but it's arizona that's so weird yeah yeah that's well i mean there's parts of indiana that do that like they they well yeah i yeah i know they like it's not on the border it's like it kind of goes around it but i think it's because like where people are like working has a lot to do with it but it's like that would that would be awful to live on a border of a time zone yeah it's, a, it's like a state was, border like that. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, when I was living in Florida, I was essentially like 30 minutes from the, from the central time. Cause we were still in Eastern yeah. time zone. I lived in Tallahassee and like the central time zone border was 30, 45 minutes to the West. Mm-hmm. And so if we ever had to go out that way, we had to take that into consideration. It's like, wait, what time zone what time yeah Yeah. so you know it it helped in a lot of cases because it was like an be like going out there it helped but Mm -hmm. you know it's just one of those things where it's like dang okay so yeah it 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 is tough but i'm sure like because my sister lives in indiana and she's right on the time zone so Mm -hmm. but she she makes it work so who knows yeah it's a different way of life. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That is a fact. That is a yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like from what I understand is if it's one of those deals where they live in one time zone, but they like, let's say they work in the other time zone, all their house mm-hmm. clocks are set to their work time, <laughs> which is kind of funny and interesting. Yeah. So it's like, Dude. Oh. Props to anyone who lives like that. That's just that, that's, good for you. <laughs> right? Very much. Yes. Yeah. So how is a, what's the, I've, what's the scene kind of like in Columbus? Well, what's the music scene like? Dude, the music scene here is really good. Uh-huh. There's so much good music in Columbus. Like, cause you, of course you have like 21 pilots who've mm-hmm. come out of Columbus. 
Oh, Hoffman, so like, I didn't know they came out of Columbus. So when I said that, you're like, oh man, fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, I, legit, I, I just threw him out there because I was like, oh, kind of yeah. like that. And then now it's like, they're from Columbus. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, okay. So, so I apologize about that. Oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> so there's 21 pilots. I don't know how familiar you are with like the heavier scene, but like Beartooth is from Columbus. Okay. Uh, Star Set is from Columbus. Um, if you want to go way back, Attack Attack is from Columbus. Nice. Um, Walk the Moon, half of those dudes are from Cincinnati, half of them are from Columbus. Nice. And those are just like the nationally known bands. And then, like, in the Columbus scene, like, there's bands like, oh, Vespertine, he's really good. An older band that's not around anymore is House of Heroes. They were fantastic. Oh, yes, they were. Okay. Yeah. You, you so, know House of Heroes? I know House of Heroes because when I first started doing live and Amplified, uh, like that first year we were doing, we were we started out in Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. Because I was sitting there, I was trying to figure, when you started talking about independent bands, I was like, what the fuck was the name of that band? And you said it, and it's like, it's House of Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. So basically we were like kind of stuck in New Mexico and West Texas. We couldn't kind of break out. And so mm -hmm. I started just joining random Facebook groups of different music scenes. And, um, you know, we started getting some traction in like Montana and a couple areas. And then mm -hmm. Columbus was one of the places and it was uh, house of heroes and a couple of other bands that reached uh, was like, yeah, whenever you can make it out here, we'd love to do something. And yeah. now they're not together anymore. So yeah, I know. Which is a bummer because their their music is so good. But yeah, Vespertine it was is the drummer of House of Heroes, Colin. That's mm -hmm. his like new project that he's been doing. Nice. Um, there's another there's another good band from Columbus that's been around for the past couple of years called Last Youth. Uh-huh. Um his name is Josiah. He's doing some really cool stuff. Um, kind of more of like a regionally known band. Uh, you know, uh, they're called the Lonely Ones now, but they were called Boba Flex. Oh, I'm not familiar with them. Okay, yeah, they're uh, it's it's like really like rock and stuff like that. Um, but so yeah, they're they're also from Columbus. But yeah, dude, there's just so much good music. And then there's like I could name a million local bands, but but yeah. those are like the ones that are like kind oh, of wait. Like in the no, the band I was thinking of is Heroes Like Villains. Oh. Yeah, that was the band. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't think I've heard of them. But uh They're they're from Columbus as well. So okay. I knew I had the city right. I then yeah. the heroes thing kind of threw me it, off. It was the heroes, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool though. And you know, it's it's funny because when I look back at my life. I realized how close I became to moving like, cause my dad used to work in Dayton. Mm -hmm. He worked for a, an air freight company. And okay. I was like, I look at it and I'm like, had he stayed there like another year or two, instead of my parents moving to Florida, I'm sure they would end up moving to Dayton. Like, mm -hmm. and it's just like, you know, you have one of those moments where you realize how close you were to doing something and then ultimately didn't end up doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah so and Dayton, yeah. right dayton's like right between columbus and cincy no so dayton's like kind of dayton's like southeast a little bit but mostly oh. mostly just east uh -huh. um dayton's had some good bands come out like uh hawthorne heights uh-huh they're out of dayton yep. uh, we have, uh we work with a band out of roswell new mexico their drummer loves hawthorne heights and actually okay cool my buddy my sound engineer jeff I think uh, I don't even know. Let me text him really quick because I think Hawthorne Heights was the band that his band opened up for in Roswell. Okay, cool. So yes, yeah. I, yeah. Gotcha. No, that's cool. It, like it, it's it's really funny because like as I'm doing this more, like the more bands I meet, the smaller the community becomes. It's like, oh you yeah, know, guys, I know these guys. You know, yeah. So it's very, it's very funny. So. Hold on a minute. Let me get this text sent out. Uh, but anyways, so no, that's really cool. And like, I mean, it's really amazing to see like 
that there's a really thriving independent community, especially because it's like a tri-cities thing. You got Columbus. Oh, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it gives you places it like almost in that scenario um helps breed better talent because it's like okay you can do columbus and then you can do like more shows because you don't have to stay in columbus go to dayton yeah go to cincy and then the surrounding Mm -hmm. so you know it's really really cool and interesting yep hawthorne heights was the band they opened up for nice yeah yeah so I, I'm sure he's going to call me here in about five minutes asking why I asked that random question. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Jeff, you need to be watching our podcast. You're my sound yeah. engineer. Why aren't you watching my podcast? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're, we're lucky with Columbus where it's like there's Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh. And even if you want to venture out to Chicago and Grand Rapids, like there's, yeah. big markets all within like a seven five or six or seven hour drive yeah and nashville and nashville yeah, yeah. At nashville knoxville and i mean if you want to yeah. get really ballsy probably atlanta right atlanta or is that uh, atlanta's like eight or nine hours okay yeah. you see like i mean i grew up in chicago and so mm-hmm. like growing up in chicago like two hours was like a really long trip at least yeah. growing up for me and then i when i moved out to new mexico it was like Oh, it's three hours to get anywhere and eight hours if you wanted to like actually go somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where it was like eight hours ain't nothing to me anymore. Like people ask yeah. me, how can you drive for so long? And it's like, because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like you'd brought up like all the places that you could like easily travel to for bands. And that it's kind of one of the reasons why I settled on Waco. Well, not settled, chose Waco. Mm-hmm. Boy, I got to watch my wording because if somebody heard me say <laughs> I settled on Waco, they might take that the wrong way. Um, yeah. One of the reasons why I chose Waco was because it was like really centrally located. And it's like I can get out to Roswell to do all our live and amplified stuff in seven and a half, eight. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas is an hour and a half. Austin's two hours. I can get up as far north as probably, oh, let's see, Oklahoma. I can get to pretty quickly, but I don't know how yeah. far up in Oklahoma I can get to, but I can get to like New Orleans in eight, you know? So like there's mm-hmm. just all these places you can get to. So, yeah. you know, it's it, it's pretty awesome. I can even get to Nashville in 11. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a fun trip, but – I can do yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What What's the stuff that you're doing in New Mexico? So, like, are you guys doing like like sessions and stuff like that? Like, uh, so the okay, so for the live and amplified, we're we we have a bunch of content that we do. So, like, the podcast mm-hmm. was actually the second thing we started doing. Uh, what originally got us kicking off was we would do like set like jams jam style sessions like live performance videos essentially okay, yeah, is what, yeah. we, what we do and so it'd be like singer acoustic singers band you know um mm-hmm. so we do that and we still try and do it as frequently as we can just covid yeah it's like yeah. Oh, well you know i got some friends that'll come through and we'll do like solo acoustic stuff and it's you know it's mm-hmm. cool um so we do that uh, that got started out in New Mexico. And then there was this band by the name of Kira. They're from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day they were like, hey, we got a show in Roswell. Uh, we'd love to do something with you because my sound engineer had booked them previously in Roswell because he had owned like a recording studio and just to kind of yeah, cool things, he'd throw the occasional show out of his studio. Mm-hmm. And they were coming through, they're like well we could do like in a like a session or something and they're like well we're gonna be lucky if we get to the band at load time let alone early enough to do two loads or two unloads yeah so can we do something a little bit different i'm like well let's do like a podcast or an interview or something and you know and it turned into a podcast um and so now the podcast is kind of our thing thanks to the covid Mm -hmm. um and then also out of all that launched our radio show yeah, yeah which is really cool and uh 
that'll we'll have more information on that here soon so yeah well hopefully if i ever uh make it down to like the texas or new mexico area i'll have to hit you up to do something yeah absolutely you know and like i mean we try and come to nashville Mm -hmm. regularly obviously in this year you know it is what it is but uh we try and come to nashville once a year and we i do need to go to chicago and do Mm -hmm. like more midwestern stuff because i've kind of yeah ignored a lot of that but Mm -hmm. um yeah we'll definitely hit you up and we'll figure something out um yeah because even even nashville's like six hours away from here so it's not even that bad of a drive yeah just load up your stuff and yeah make a day of it you know yeah yeah it is what it is and i just realized what my cup was oh the bears yeah <laughs> i was just like oh dang it i, I think yeah. it's time for the, of the bears cup like yeah they're, they're done but um i, I want to thank you so much for giving us the time to sit down and chat i really appreciate it yeah dude. looking thank forward you. to hearing your new song when it drops at the end of the month um if people want to follow you on social media and listen to your music where's the uh best place for them to do that yeah so best place for social media is rooftops ohio or at rooftops ohio or rooftops on instagram Mm. uh you can like us on facebook too or subscribe to youtube on the youtube channel uh i've been posting like visualizers but then i'm hoping to the video from in the shower i'm kind of hoping to start a thing called shower sessions (laughs) It's something I, it's something I thought, okay. So, and some explanation that I've been in, I almost had COVID. So I've been in quarantine for the past week. Okay. So all I've been doing is just working on music stuff. And I think I've been going crazy down here. I was like, yeah, I should record myself in the shower. (laughs) So is that what sparked what we talked about earlier, where you were doing the preview of your new single on your Instagram? Is that kind of where that all are you talking about like with the with the close friend story? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was doing like a preview of the shower session stuff okay. on there, like of the setup and all of that. But so yeah, I've been posting that. But I want to I want to kind of become like more of a thing where either I do more songs or I would love to. I know a lot of of these indie bands will do like acoustic house shows where they'll mm-hmm. like travel around the country and play in people's living rooms. If yeah. I could set up something like that, but then also play in random people showers like just take it not not do the whole show in the shower but like show up like an hour early and we just shoot a video in the shower i just think that would be hilarious so are you i i have so many questions right now. <laughs> um so are you like actually taking a shower or are you just no in the shower no i'm just playing in the shower okay well, yeah oh like you, that, that sounds you like never know awesome yeah only fans career i don't know yeah <laughs> you might have cornered the market on that one but yeah like no all all clothes are on okay. unless you pay extra for it then maybe we could start taking off some shirts or something <laughs> well because i didn't know if it was like one of those things where you had like your phone sitting over here and you can only see from like here up but you obviously know you're in the shower or whatever because yeah was running but then you run into like well how does that sound like does it sound good you know but gotcha no yeah it's just me and the acoustic guitar standing in a shower okay that's um cool. y- yeah <laughs> dom you got your answer if you're still watching dom was he was like how are you not talking about the shower thing and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not pressing it dude like yeah if it comes back around i'll press but it came back around here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. But yeah so on youtube i've been posting visualizers for the songs but then the shower session video which hopefully will turn into more of those videos and then um, you can find our music on all platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, uh, TikTok. Nice. Um, you got a yeah. placement on TikTok? Yeah. Nice. That's that's the play. You just got to figure out a song. You got to figure out a song that works on TikTok and you're golden. Like whether yeah, it's... I'm... So. Yeah, like the first one falling, like I was like, okay, I could hear this song on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can find us and listen to songs. If you feel so graciously, go pre-save the new song because it really helps us out. And 
with uh, showing Spotify that, hey, people are actually interested in listening to the song before it comes out. And Awesome. Yeah, I was in the process during this conversation. I've been like halfway trying to pre-save it on my Spotify mm-hmm. list. And I'm like, well, I don't want it to be weird if like Spotify pops up and starts playing music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like, yeah, you don't even have to do anything with Spotify, which is nice. It's just you go to the link and uh, yeah. it, it's super easy. You just hit one button. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you've got a disc through distro kid. They make it like, super yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Which, you know, it, it's like, I saw you had like Amazon on here and it's like, I pay for Amazon prime. I wonder if Amazon music is really, is really good. Like what the difference between Spotify and Amazon music is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've used Spotify forever now. So it's like, I'm, I'm just used to that. Gotcha, gotcha. But Spot Spotify is the easiest way to like share your music or to get to get discovered on because like no other platform does any of like the editorial playlist or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so. and people like it. Spotify is like Kleenex. Like it's ev- not everything is Spotify, or not yeah. every digital music platform is Spotify. But Spot, you know, it's that yeah. I know what you mean. Where, yeah, yeah. But, it's like oh spotify but they're talking about deezer or you know like, yeah. whatever it's on the verge of that so mm-hmm. but anyways uh i want to thank you so much for jumping on here i really appreciate you giving me the time to sit here and chat yeah. and have the random conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was good i enjoyed it um I hope everybody else did. Hopefully you all come back and anytime you want to come back on to promote new music, whatever you got, just let me know. You're more than welcome awesome, to come yeah. back. So Awesome. Thank you, dude. Yep, absolutely. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later. Cool. We are good. It was 